From dust we've come, and dust we are, and shall return. This is the Luminous Podcast. We are finishing Lent soon. This is the fifth Sunday. So over the last few weeks, we have been experimenting a little bit online with the parish, with luminous space. We're continuing to bring this content over to the podcast and kind of just focus on the 10 or 12 minute homily time. Many churches and organizations are having to share and spread their message in so many different ways. We're grateful for the innovation that we have. And so many of us have started to experience that itching of quarantine where we're okay for a couple of weeks and the third and fourth week really start getting to us in different ways. But I encourage us to spend some time, since that's what we have mostly, to continue to open up our hearts, our minds, our bodies to what the invitation could possibly be during this time. The gospel for this week is John 11, 1 through 45. I'm not going to read all of this. This is the story of Lazarus, of Bethany. Many of us know at least excerpts of the story. Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead and weeping. The psalm for this week is Psalm 130. I would encourage you to find some space to meditate on Psalm 130 at some point. Out of the depths I cry, O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord. More than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is greater power to redeem. It is he who will redeem Israel from all its iniquity. The word of the Lord. I find it interesting that this is the psalm for this Sunday. Overlapping with the gospel of John. It's really interesting here because this is a story of Lazarus, right? Where 
Martha says to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. So it sets like this tone of we needed you and you weren't here. But even now I know, God, that God will give you whatever you ask. So Martha is talking to Jesus with this tone of, I know who you are. I wish you would have been here. But even now, you could do something about this. Jesus says to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on that last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, they will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. Keep one... 30 of Psalm in the back of your mind right now. And then we look at this story of the divine and humanity converging. We know the part of the story that Jesus weeps. Jesus weeping. Why did he weep? Was it the death of Lazarus? Was it the sorrow that his family was experiencing, or was it that at a point before they doubted that Jesus could or would raise Lazarus? Now, we can read in a lot to this. We can say, did, he, did they believe that he cared enough? Did they hope that he would? Were they challenging this? Were they just distraught from the death of Lazarus. More than likely, that is the case. They, we who have experienced death firsthand know that it is a traumatic experience, especially someone close to us. But the disbelief that Jesus could raise Lazarus may have actually moved him to tears, this, this tension found in these moments. It, because if that is true, that is to say that Christ's concern for our humanity is deep. Because Christ is the way that God connects and communes with us, with humanity. Jesus is God in human context. The Word made flesh, God with us. Christ understands and empathizes with humanity during pandemics, famines, wars, and past, present, and future disease. In our uncertainty, pain, and despair, may we see Christ for who he is, not our projection, 
and distorted projection of that, of who we want Christ to be. For when we feel all is lost, gone, broken, quarantined and isolated, God is with us. In our waiting, are we swimming with faint hope and anticipation of what is to come? Are we swirling in despair, fear, and anxiety? If we're honest with ourselves, it's probably both and. Probably have moments of hope, moments of anxiety. But a psalm like 130 is a beautiful hope for us to meditate on. For my soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Over the last few weeks, we've been asking this idea of if this is our life and these are the terms, what is the invitation? We've also said that that's going to look different for each of us. But if we are having to adhere to this reality, what opportunity can we unearth in this? I have a sense that Holy Week is coming with a bit of an anticlimactic energy. But that is only our approach because the truth hasn't changed. The reality of God with us, God for us, and God in us is still here. The beginning of Lent, we bury our alleluias. And then with Easter, we allow them to rise again. Even though we will continue to be in a sort of lockdown regardless of where you are, that, is, that should be our approach to fight this pandemic as best we can together because we are in it together. The reality of Easter that we will celebrate in two weeks will not just be something that we hope for one day. It still is. I hope that this finds you in a head and heart space that allows yourself to open and see the goodness and the hope that is. From 
dust we've come and dust we are and shall return be still my soul